You're listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. How are you? Pleasant Lenten tide to you. Wow. <laughs> That's not a word. Thanks. Lenten Anyone tide, who I'd, knows anything about like the calendar it. is going to... We could pretend. I mean, you said it with enough confidence. I'm like, yeah, it's a word. Yeah. yeah. That's the real secret is if you say anything with enough confidence. Yes, exactly. That is true. You just It doesn't make it true, but it makes it, it believable. It does make it believable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You could sell anybody on anything. Man. So there's a um, group of guys that I get breakfast with mm-hmm. every Wednesday morning. And thanks for the invite. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but we move around uh-huh. our breakfast locales and we went and ate at Bob Evans recently. Oh, whoa, okay. And we all had like a cheap breakfast in mind. Like we're not here to break the bank. You know, sure. we want like our seven, eight dollar breakfast. You know, I want my eggs, my bacon, maybe uh-huh. some pancakes. But uh, our waiter, this particular breakfast a couple weeks ago, he came. He's like, what are we having, you know, for breakfast? And we started a thing. And I mean, as confident as any waiter I've ever seen, he just looked at us and said, so we're going to have water and orange juice today. And every one of us was like, yeah, we're going to have water and orange what? juice. Yeah. Like it was not even like a, I don't know how to describe it. We all got it. It was so weird. I had no orange juice on my mind. I didn't want orange juice. I just wanted water. But he was like, we're going to have orange juice and water today. And like, we're like, yeah, I want, or- I want orange juice. We all got orange juice. This is too weird for me, my friend. <laughs> So weird. I, this probably says a lot about me, but I'd be like, I'll be having the opposite of whatever water and orange juice is. Thank you. I'll be having sulfuric acid. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it feels, okay, I mean, like, no shade to the to the gentleman who did clearly a strangely effective job. Yeah. Um, but it feels so presumptuous. Like, no. Oh, yeah, I does. don't want water and I don't want orange juice. Yeah, it, oh, it does. coffee and yeah. uh, water. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, wow. That's weird, man. It's so weird, but I was just thinking about you know people who say things in a confident way. Yeah. Well, clearly and, uh, it works. Yeah. It worked on us. Did he anyway. also tell you what you're going to eat? Uh, well, when we <laughs> ordered our food, he did upcharge and like, not upcharge, Wait, but like upsell. What? Oh, okay. You're like, all right. It's so, like, you're going to want the big bowl? And Lucas, I think this, it was Lucas who ordered something. This man is a salesman. He was, because Lucas ordered some meal and he's like, you want the big bowl? And Lucas was like, yeah, I want the big oh, bowl. Oh my <laughs> gosh. This is, he has magic. <laughs> he wow. It was weird. I've never seen anything quite like it. No. It was interesting. Wow. So, anyway, bringing it back to Lenten. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, past Wednesday was Ash Wednesday, mm. and that was the first day of the 40-day season known as Lent. And wow, did I say day enough in that <laughs> sentence? Did I? It was fine. There were so many uses of the an, word day. It was an adequate range of days. <laughs> That's, yes. So, uh, as our listeners may know, I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to the church calendar. In fact, you can listen to an episode we did mm. that covered the use and the uh, broad strokes of the church calendar. We did an episode of that a while back. That's in our backlog if you want to listen to it. But what I thought would be helpful to do today is to talk a little bit about why we all might consider actually doing a Lenten fast of some sort ourselves. I actually spoke to our youth group about this on Ash Wednesday at Lost Creek, so if any of you were there, this will sound a little familiar. Well, I think it is. I mean, it's worth talking about, though, because at face value, you're coming in fresh. It does feel a bit Catholic. Oh, yes, it does. And I don't, like, I don't even necessarily know why I used to make that association. I'm not familiar with the associations or the history, but if you do a little Wikipedia research, oh, yes. Catholicism shows up about six times as much as Protestantism in that in that Lenten article. Wow. Um, yeah, and it's the first of four subsections addressing how they function in, like, different areas of faith or distinctions or whatever. So, if I hadn't heard about it, like, around these parts a bit in the past five years, I would 
honestly see this as as a bit of a, a fringe Catholic thing. Yeah, that is interesting. In fact, someone after the service on Wednesday came up to me and we were just talking. He was like, yeah, like I've this is the first time I've ever done this. This is an adult, yeah. um, a volunteer who helps. And he was like, I've never done an Ash Wednesday thing before because I thought I just always assumed it was just a Catholic thing. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, it's just not something that I'm I'm into. And I was like, oh, yeah. And so we got to talk, you know, just a little bit about, you know, like it does show up in Protestantism as well. That is hard to say, isn't it? It is. Protestant. Protestant. I can't Protest- say it. Protestantism. I say it all the time. Like, <laughs> ironically, I say it frequently and I can't, I can't uh, get it right. So it does show up in Protestantism <laughs> quite a bit. See, look, there you go right there. So, yeah. And I think it is a helpful discipline and something that Christians can engage in. And if they do it with the right heart and right attitude, it can be something meaningful as opposed to just another... Practice. Yeah, an empty ritual. So last year, for example, I decided to fast from coffee for Lent. Mm. Whoa. Um, I could take a a drink of mine while you're at it. Yeah, that felt like a bit of an insane step for me. Personally, at the time, I was like, this is kind of crazy. I mean, just something I drink every day. And... You know, you're kind of thinking like, man, like what kind of effects is that going to have? But the reason I fasted from coffee was because at that time in particular, I was afraid that I might be getting to the point where I couldn't live without it, so to speak. Right. Hmm. I was afraid it might start becoming not just a want, but a need, you know, and that's always dangerous when you're talking about anything other than God, you know, Um, kind of becoming a functional God. So here's the thing, though, about that. Right. Uh, We all have things that we're afraid to live without. Um, You know, in that particular time, I was worried about coffee. And maybe that's the case for you. You know, maybe if you're listening, you're thinking, yeah, coffee would be difficult. Or maybe you're thinking, I don't know if I could live without my iPhone. You know, that's kind of not a uh, nice to have thing. That's a need to have thing. Hmm. Or maybe, you know, YouTube videos or any any number of things. Right. There's probably something that if Jesus came to us, we'd be like, you can ask me to give anything up. But like, please just don't ask me to give up that thing. like Whatever that thing is, because I feel like my life might be a little bit unbearable without that. So the thing that I'm trying to drive here with Lent is, is that whatever your that is, the reality is that's probably become a functional God to you in some capacity without perhaps you even realizing it. And that obviously uh, is going to be detrimental to your relationship with the Lord and your uh, happiness in him, because obviously good things, right? These these are all good things that mm-hmm. we could be talking about. Obviously, there might be some bad things you need to give up, some sinful, like obviously sinful things you just yeah, ought to that's be. That's a separate issue. You don't even need, that Lent is not, you know, like you just, you just need to repent of those anyway in general. But there are good things that can become bad if they become gods. Yeah, so, and you're, yeah. you're kind of touching in on that at Lent. Exactly. Exactly. I like the way you framed a lot of things there, actually, because I'm sure like a lot of people, all of those things you mentioned are like really enjoyable, even beneficial facets of my daily life. And sometimes you don't recognize the relationship you have with them until you frame it like that. Right. Don't ask me to give up this. And maybe, you know, you're not thinking life is unbearable without it, but you still want the sacrifice to be anything else. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Anything but that. Yeah. And I think that reveals a lot. Maybe not everything, maybe not the whole picture, but it's it's worth looking at. Yeah. And I think the problem we run into with this so often is that unless we're asked to give whatever that thing is up, we often won't realize it's become a god to us, right? Like what you're saying, like we won't realize the nature of our relationship with it. So it's not until someone comes along and says, hey, why don't you lay that thing down for a while that we realize, well, I don't know if I can lay it down. You know, I just, I want to sacrifice, like you said, anything but that. So that's, Fair enough. yeah. And um, at Lenten time specifically, the time frame is 40 days. 
is okay. what you're asking for. Is that and, is that rigid? I mean, it just depends on what you want to do, right? Okay. Like I, for instance, I observe the full 40 days because I'm a nerd about, I just observe the whole church calendar, <laughs> okay. right? But I mean, this might be something brand new for somebody, sure. right? And you're like 40 days, it'd be- Big deal. Big deal. That's, as they say- as they say, why did I say those words? It's more than a month. That's just as they say. That's yes, more than a month. as they say, forty <laughs> days is more than a month. Oh. Yeah. So you might instead of if you were going to say fast a meal, like you were mm. going to physically fast a meal, mm-hmm. instead of doing every day, you might say I'm going to fast dinner on Fridays, right, or something oh. like that. Just something to enter into the practice without being rigid and kind of working your way into it, especially mm-hmm. if it's your first time doing it. So I think that's helpful to note because the other problem is. <laughs> And this kind of piggybacks right off that is that we're not really ever asked to practice that kind of self-denial by our culture at large, right? In fact, Mm. we're often told exactly the opposite. We're encouraged to be self-indulgent to the ruin and misery of our souls, right? I just like indulge, like, you know, buy all this stuff, get all this stuff, do all this Mm. stuff. Everything in excess. Yes, exactly. And so unless someone is willing to come along and say, hey, lay that down for a little while, we, again, risk being enslaved to false gods without even realizing it, I think. Yeah, I think um, if we were just playing free association with like self-denial and faith the first things that come to mind are more like eastern religion or like old school like self-flagellation like monks basically yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> actually you know what this makes me think of there there's like a philosopher who he's always depicted like in in rags and living in a barrel like a like a big old wine barrel but like not enough to put a cafe booth in you know what <laughs> i mean like he's chosen the life of, i think it's diogenes or something like that but he's like fully abstained from the life of anything anything <laughs> Basic needs, basically. And it makes me think of this like really extreme, unfamiliar monk like territory. Yeah. That no wonder it's unfamiliar. You know, it's like yet another layer of this that is foreign. Yeah. I have never run across (laughs) that. That is intense. That's a bit much. Yeah. And I think that is a very helpful distinction we need to make because with Lenten fasting, I would say one of the primary reasons, there's actually a lot that goes into Lent. Like we're talking about entering the suffering of Jesus. We're Mm. acknowledging, you know, like our sins put him on the cross. Like, are we repenting of our sins? You know, that kind of thing. But when it comes to that Lenten fasting, I think in particular, what we're doing is reminding ourselves that God alone satisfies the deepest hunger of our souls, right? Mm. It's not, you know, the coffee, iPhones, I mean, YouTube, whatever it may be for us, it's God alone that satisfies satisfies the deep hungers of our souls, right? Again, those things are nice to have, but the problem is we we do make them, I think, need to have. And we think, sure. oh, that will satisfy this deepest, deepest hunger of my soul yeah. when only God can do that. And when we lay those things down, we're reminding ourselves of that. So obviously, uh, Lent didn't just come from nowhere. It wasn't just the fanciful imagining of some church father, some guy <laughs> in a barrel, you know, being like, here's something we ought to do. Do me for 40 days. Yes. It's uh, fun. Yeah, it's fun, depending on how you define fun. <laughs> These barrels are so nice these days. <laughs> I've got the only 27 splinter edition. <laughs> Minimum of 27 splinters. That's good. One of the primary models for this season of Lent is the 40 days that Jesus spent in the wilderness being tempted. So we read, for example, in Matthew 4, 1 through 4, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, 
it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So that's sort of like the headlining elevator pitch, that response. Yeah. That's the key phrase. Yeah. Yeah. I would, that is a great term to, to use for that, the elevator pitch. Yeah. yeah. Because I mean, you even think about, I mean, Jesus is giving up something pretty neat to have. Oh, like, yeah. like true, like, you know, you, you cannot live without eating. Like you need to eat. True. He is basically saying like, what I need more than that even is this fellowship with my father, that we need to feast upon God's grace at the table of his word. So yeah, I think that's, that is kind of the elevator pitch. Now you notice Jesus didn't fast forever though, right? I did notice that. Yeah, that's pretty key. Uh, 40 days. So we're not fasting forever either. And I think that's another problem we run into is Mm -hmm. I think we're kind of like children when it comes to this in that like we see fasting something that we enjoy as like, oh, but it's going to feel like forever. You know, like my daughter has no concept of time. Like if I say mom will be home in five more minutes, she has no way of like (laughs) conceptualizing what that means. Like that might as well be might you know, well five forever. years. Yeah, like four <laughs> years. Yeah, forever or five years. You know, she just has no way of conceptualizing what that is. And I think we, unless we're really intentional about it, get in that mindset with fasting. We're like, oh, this is going to be forever. Mm. Like, no, it's not forever. You're just, you're picking a specified amount of time and saying, I might be relying on this thing to do what only God can do. And so for Lent, for 40 days, I'm just going to give it up just for 40 days. And then you know what? Last year and those 40 days were up. Guess what? Got my coffee again. That's you know, true. Drinking. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll come back to coffee. Now, you might also discover you actually have a rather unhealthy relationship with whatever your thing was. And you're like, you know what? Maybe I need to lay it down for longer and maybe I feel better by the end of 40 days and realize I don't even want to engage in it anymore. That mm. might also happen. Very encouraging for people who already are on the fence about this. Josiah. <laughs> They really are saying forever. <laughs> but the point is like you're you're getting to look at your relationship with the thing and, yeah. and in light of your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Let me say this as well. The point of Lent is not just to give up chocolate for 40 days. Okay. <laughs> not to pick on anyone who's maybe genuinely needing to give up chocolate. Sure. But the point, what we're asking ourselves in this particular instance, what I am honing in on with this particular aspect of Lent among the many others that there are, is what is the one thing that you fear letting go of and can you, for the sake of Christ and your love for him, lay it down for some amount of time in order to press in more to him? That's mm. the other key thing. Is like you're yeah. not, you don't want to just... just a feat to accomplish. Yeah, it's not just self-flagellation, right? Like you're not mm. just suffering for suffering's sake. The point is, is would you lay this down for a while so you could spend, say, the time that you would be watching YouTube videos or the time that you would be drinking coffee or when you feel the pang for coffee... Would you use that as a signal to go to Jesus in prayer or to spend time in the word? Those kinds of things. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, it really is. You're just flagellating yourself <laughs> to come back to that term. It's just it's just suffering for suffering's sake. And that's not going to be particularly helpful to you. So, yeah. And that's the reality is you'll probably hunger for whatever it is that you're laying down. Like, sure. you'll probably feel pangs for it. It's not going to be an easy thing to do, right? But if you'll take those pangs as an opportunity to press in, it can be a very meaningful time. So You, you know, yeah. it is funny that you should mention chocolate. Uh, yes. And and I apologize in advance to all the chocolate addicts out there that are hoping to make better decisions. <laughs> but when I think of someone giving up chocolate, that is the quintessential not taking this seriously sacrifice that I think of. Oh, yeah. You know, like, oh, you're giving up Snickers for Lent. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's that's nice. And even mm. though I will be poking fun in my head if someone claims chocolate as their thing it's because i can't put myself in their shoes like i don't have their relationship to their thing yeah if i gave up chocolate i mean what i have it like quarterly that's (laughs) 
<laughs> not exactly a shift. Yeah, I'm not moving right. mountains by doing that. I'm not even crazy about it. So like yeah. my relationship doesn't resemble that. I wouldn't be creating space to learn and grow in any way. But your one thing, it's going to be different for everyone. And it's yeah. ideally going to be something that you're not using it. Let, let me put it this way. You're not using it as an escape hatch. Like uh, this is yes. not this is not a real sacrifice, but I'll be it will look good and it will seem popular. Yes. So I'm going to choose this where it's not doing anything. Yeah. For you. And that is a great point to bring up, too, because the danger with anything like this is that it could become, I mean, like the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. They were like, you know, they fasted and they let everyone know, you know, they kept their faces <laughs> gloomy. It's like, that's not the point. Yeah. That's what you're out for. In the words of Jesus, you have your reward. And it was just probably not fun. You your, know? Own, like just, your own pat on your own back. Yes, yes. That's good. Good job there, laddie. Thank you, laddie. <laughs> yes, you say to yourself. But yeah, I mean, I'm thinking like, you know, if someone's like, yeah, I'm going to give up eating breakfast every day for 40 days and they never eat breakfast. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, that's not, nothing has changed. Ironic. Yes. So again, yeah, the point is to drive into something that will feel like self-denial, you know, exactly. and give you an opportunity to press more deeply into spending time with the Lord. That's the end goal is that you would grow closer to him and that your relationship with even the good gifts that he has given you. Uh, would be redefined in light of him. And that we would, of course, you know, wrapped up in all of that, repent more deeply of our sins. I think that's the other thing about Lent. Mm. That kind of wraps everything up into this, but that it was worship of false gods and doing things like that that sent Jesus to the cross. Mm. And so we want to obviously uh, repent of those things and we know that we have the forgiveness of Christ. It's not like you have to feel bad enough for it in order to be forgiven, but there is something I think about striving for that holiness and it's just can be a really sweet time. In fact, Lent is my favorite season on the church calendar, which sounds strangely masochistic. Yeah, look at me. I've got my reward now. Look at there. There it is. (laughs) But uh, no, because of that, just that it's just this really intentional and intense focused season. It does stand apart pretty uniquely. Yeah. So anyway, if you've never done a Lenten fast, maybe consider doing it. You know, we're only a few days into it, you know, and you don't have to do the full 40 if you want to, you know, do a modified version just to try it out. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'd encourage you to do it. See what the Lord might do. And that's all I have to say about that. Nice. Thank you as always for listening. If uh, you did find this helpful, if this is your first time as a Protestant hearing about this in a Protestant wow. context, uh, and you found it helpful and you want to leave us an honest five-star review, be great. And uh, if you're a fasting podcast... Please don't do that. I knew you were going to say that. Say. Don't. Don't. <laughs> choose something. Well, like I, mean, a- <laughs> I mean, you know, go, go with God. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> But if you have any other questions about this or any other topic, you can email us, podcast at horizonschurch.net, or you can interact with us on social media. And uh, again, thank you as always for listening, and we'll catch you next time. And if you're fasting the podcast, we'll see you in 40 days. (laughs) 